Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Don Butera. Yeah, so this is Become Whole Month. We're going to start this series this month in February, Becoming Whole. And as we did, you know, I, I just, you know, I asked God what, you know, what we might, I might share. And he kind of led me to these passages and this thought. And so I've been, you know, working on it. And uh, so we're going to be doing a series. And uh, really, it's, it's going to be kind of heavy. I really want you to stay with it. Uh, and I think if you're willing to actually confront the truth, I'll just say it that way, then I think you're going to find yourself quite free. See, there, there's a lot of suffering in the world. We see a lot of suffering. We've got the coronavirus. We got, you know, there's a lot of out, you see the outward suffering. It's very easy to see. But honestly, I believe that there's a lot more inner suffering. There's a lot more pain and suffering inside of people's life. I probably, I believe that probably here today, there are people who are suffering and there, it's like an emotional suffering. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's internal. It's a mental suffering. And that's what I want to deal with over the next uh, few weeks. You know, uh, studies are very, very clear that, you know, physical uh, Sickness affects emotional and spiritual and, and mental health. But the opposite is true as well. Stress and worry and repressed anger and repressed uh, things that you don't want to deal with, if they're inside you, uh, they will affect you spir- uh, spiritually and affect you physically. You know, high blood pressure, all kinds of things. Heart attacks. Some of these are all caused through stress. And through things that we're not willing to face. And so today I hope you're willing to face these things. Now I'm going to describe a few of them to kind of get us started and get us on track. Like for example, if you ignore symptoms of of anger, if people are saying, you know, you you seem angry and you just keep ignoring it or, or sadness, depression... Things that you, you walk through life and you feel this way, uh, this feeling of inac- inadequacy. You know, if, if you're walking through life and you have that feeling all the time, these are the kind of things that will cause a lot of difficulty in your life. Let me give you one that's different, a little different. If you have trouble, like experiencing, like, like experiencing and expressing joy. It's probably because there's something inside you. You know, I, I don't, that's why, I, you know, by the way, we like the kids to run around. I'll tell you a story afterwards later about a kid running around. But we love that. We want that. And, you know, let me, I want to tell you a story about last week. And I, I don't know if she's, I don't know if she's here or not, but I'll tell you anyways. But if you remember last week, you know, we, we let the kids come up and dance, you know. And, 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 and. You ever notice a kid, I mean, they're just so free. As they get older, teenagers, they're not as free. And, and, and so, you know, this one girl was talking to her dad afterwards, and she said, man, that was so much fun. I've never, I've never just been able to allowed to just come up and just dance freely, you know? And, and she, she said, you know, and the pastor, he invited, like, big kids up, like, our age. Remember, if you were here, I, I invited you up. And she said, she goes, I was really sad because, like, only one came all the way up on stage, you know, on the platform. And she said to her, her, her father, she said, a lot of adults, they, they lose their childlike faith, don't they, Dad? Really interesting thought. Are you able to just, like, express joy? Like, just, be, just laugh at yourself. 
If not, maybe we need to deal with a few things, you know? If you're denying like the impact of stuff in your past and you haven't dealt with it, or even if you're dealing with something right now that has happened to you and, and you're, like, your first thought is, let's not talk about it, let's just bury it, let's just, you know, let's just forget it and move on, you can't do that. And you repress it. These are the stuff I'm talking about. You know, if you, if you are like performance-driven with God and you have to do things to find his, you know, his pleasure, you think that if you do things, he's, that's what makes, him, you, you, makes you acceptable to him, then, then, then this is some of the stuff that we're going to talk about. If, if you're afraid to face conflict, let's say you have a problem in a relationship and, and you keep avoiding it, you know, that, that binds you. Trust me. Are there some, is there someone, maybe even in this room, you know, like, maybe there's somebody in this room, when you came in, they were sitting over there, so you sat over there. You know, are you, can you, can you, someone that you hurt deeply, or someone who deeply hurt you, can you, like, face them? I'm not saying trust them, I'm not saying be their friend again, but can you stand in their presence without wanting to spit on them, or... You know what I'm saying? This is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Are you covering brokenness and weakness and, and you, you got this like, you know, afraid to show failure and insecurity. You don't, you know, you don't, you just hide those things. Do you, do you, this is another one that happens. Do you separate this idea of s- sacred or, you know, s- yeah, whole, sacred and, and non-sacred? Like, do you do that in your life? So what happens is, you know, this, you know this, this, era, this, this time is holy, and so I will be holy. But then later on, it's not holy. These are all ways that actually cause you to not be completely free. And that's what we're going to deal with over these next few weeks. So I, I hope you're, you know, let me just read this to you. You'll get the idea as, I, as we go on. The, to the degree to which you are willing to give Jesus access to what is deeply beneath the surface of our life is, is, the degree, is the degree to which you will experience freedom in him. I want to read that again. The degree to which you are willing to give Jesus access to what is deeply beneath the surface of our lives is the degree to which you will experience freedom in him. How deep do you let the Lord go? How many closets do you have locked? You say, nope, can't go in there, God. This is the privacy of my own home. No one gets to come in that area. That's my little place where you think you're safe and I think you're chained. So to do this, I, 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 there's a scripture, there's a, there's a story, and, I, and I, there's a lot of, like, it's a long story, so I'm going to have, I'm going to read, like, parts of it, but it, it's quite long, so don't get to, but the first part is easy. So it's in First uh, Samuel chapter 15. It's about a man who liked to hide. He likes to hide. It says, one day, Samuel said to Saul, King Saul, he said, it is the Lord who told me to anoint you as king to his people Israel. Now listen to the message from the Lord. This is what the Lord uh, of the heavenly armies have declared. I have decided to settle the accounts 
uh, with the nation of uh, uh, Limelech, uh, I think that's how you say it, for, the opposing, for opposing Israel when they came from Egypt. Now go and completely destroy the whole nation. Now when he said completely, he said wipe everything out, animals, everything, people, just nothing left alive, nothing. So then Paul, he slaughtered the Elimelechs from uh, Hevilah uh, all the way to Shur, uh, east of uh, Egypt. And Saul and his men spared Agai's life. Uh, and he kept the best of the sheep and the goats and the cattle and the fat calves and the lambs and everything in, uh, that appealed to them. Hmm. So he didn't do what the Lord said to do, right? Now, let me just make this simple statement, and I think we'll all agree. It's hard to obey the Lord completely. Can I get an amen? I mean, anybody here following the Lord completely? Raise your hand, and when you do, we will know you're... <laughs> we will know you're hiding things. Let's say that way. It's so hard to obey the Lord completely on a lot of things. You know, like it, sometimes we get things in our head, and sometimes for many, for, for many different reasons... We don't follow the Lord completely. Amen? Uh, only a few of you agree with me. You've learned that when you say amen, I'm about to give you the next one, and that's usually the worst one. And that's true, because not obeying the Lord completely is a problem. But you know what? There is a bigger problem. There is a bigger problem than not obeying the Lord completely. You can quote me on this. Don't put it on Instagram because then no one will understand the context in which I'm doing it. But there is a bigger problem than, than following the Lord completely. Let's read. Let's keep reading the scriptures. So this goes on in, in Samuel chapter 15. It says, early the next morning, Samuel uh, went to find Saul. And when Samuel finally found him, Saul greeted him cheerfully. May the Lord bless you, he said. I have carried out the Lord's command. See, he didn't even know. He thought he did. Then what is the bleeding of the sheep, the bleeding of the bleating of the sheep and goats and the lowing of the cattle, I hear, uh, Samuel demanded. Oh, it's true that the army spared the best of the sheep and the goat and the cattle, uh, Saul admitted. But they are, going to be sacrif- uh, they, uh, they are going to sacrifice them to the Lord. Uh, we have destroyed everything else. Then Samuel said to Saul, stop. Listen to the, what the Lord told me last night. What did he tell you? See, Saul thought he did completely in God's eyes. But he didn't, right? He didn't do what God said. He goes on, it says in in verse 17, it says, And Samuel told Saul, Although you may think little of yourself, are you not the leader of the tribes of Israel? Now, I don't have time to go into that, but that scripture right there really says something about Saul. What he thinks about himself. See, I believe that's the Lord speaking to Saul. 
saying, why, you're the king. why do you think so little of yourself? Why do you think so little of yourself when you come before God, when you're standing there and God is taught? Why do you think you're... I'll be quiet. And the Lord... And the Lord sent you on a mission and told you, go and completely destroy the sinners until they are dead. Why haven't you obeyed the Lord? Why did you rush for the plunder and do what is evil in the Lord's sight? And here's Saul's response. But I did obey the Lord. Interesting, huh? He just told him exactly what he did wrong. And Saul responds, I did. He's kind of still like, Let's say it this way. He's still unwilling to see the truth. He says, I carried out the message he gave me, and I brought back the king, and I, but I will destroy everything else. Then my troops brought back the best of the sheep and, and the goats and the cattle and the plunder and to sacrifice to the Lord, uh, uh, to, to the Lord you, uh, God at Gilgal. Then Saul admitted, finally, after this struggle, he finally admitted to Samuel. This is later on. He says, yes, I have sinned. I have disobeyed your instructions and what the Lord command. For I was afraid. For I was afraid of the people and did what they they demanded. So he did what the people said, not what God said. But now please forgive my sin and come back with me so that I may worship the Lord. Interesting. We'll talk some more about that. But Samuel said, I will go back with you since I will go. I will not go back with you since you rejected the Lord's command. He has rejected you as the king of Israel. So Samuel turned to go and Saul took uh, tried to hold him back and he tore his robe. And then Saul uh, pleaded again. I know I have sinned, but listen to this. I know I have sinned, but do you know when you use the word but? You erase everything you said before that. You know that, right? But please at least honor me before the elders of the people and before the Israelites by coming back with me so that they may worship the Lord your God. So Samuel finally agreed and went back to him, uh, back with him, and Saul worshiped the Lord. Interesting stuff. Interesting how Saul, if you know anything about this King Saul, even when he was uh, 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 anointed as king, he was hiding. From day one, he was hiding. They had to go look for him. Where's the king? And like Saul was like a big guy. He said he stood taller than anyone else. Kind of sometimes how I feel when I'm standing among Indonesians, even though I'm not very tall. But he, you know, he was always afraid always hiding and now he's confronted with the truth head on confronted of the fact that he disobeyed and didn't do what god said now that happens to all of us amen i don't know about you I'm just so happy. I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely happy today. My wife came back from America. It's so good to have her with us. Hi, Carol. It's good to see you. I love you. And I call Carol my sensitivity gauge. She will confront me. I appreciate that about her. She will. I remember you just did it yesterday when I was talking on the phone. Yep, see, she gives me the look. I know that look. 
that look is, Donald, you're not treating them right. You're not saying something right. You know, I've learned that. And, and, and it's okay. I'm really glad she does. I need someone to do that to me. But the question is, the question is, will I do it again? Yes, of course I'll probably do it again. Of course. But that's not the big question. The question is, how will I react when she corrects me? How do you react when the truth is put right in front of your face about maybe your actions or about the way you're dealing with a relationship or about the way that you're dealing with your business? How? What? How do you react? See, when you're confronted, I got a little diagram here. It kind of says the story here. When, when you're confronted with the truth, you go in two directions, one or two directions. You only go in one or two directions. One of them, you kind of get afraid, and for, we'll talk about different reasons why, and you get afraid, and, and you hide, and you avoid, and you don't want to deal with the truth. When you do this, you go into hiding, and trust me, you go into pain and suffering inside. And by the way, when that happens, trust me, you will affect all the things on the outside world. People around you, everything like that. You know people who have not been willing to confront the truth about who they are. And you deal with them. Maybe it's you. But you know, you you can see it on them. You're like, you know. Or you can go the other direction. And the other direction is through a death process, a crucifixion process, similar process to what Christ went through. And from there, you will get revelation and freedom. So I basically got some good news and bad news. But the, the bad news is, the bad news is, you're, when you're confronted with the truth, you will go through pain. It's just how will you go through it? At the end of this road here with the, with, the, with the hiding and suffering, at the end of that road, there's pain. And sometimes long-term pain. You repress, you, you know. On the other way, you go through the pain at first. You deal with the pain, the truth, all of that, and then you come out free. Sad to say, Saul, King Saul, decided to go the way of suffering. And I want to talk about that. We're going to talk about the path to freedom uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, so, yeah, you want to, yeah, deal with it. Anyways, you've got two weeks before you're free. No, we'll talk a little bit about it today. Can't leave you like that. But the pathway that leads to hiding and suffering basically starts by the confrontation of the truth, just like King Saul. And then there's a pathway that leads For example, uh, fear of rejection is probably one of the most uh, powerful fears that many of us deal with in life. The fear that when we, someone sees the real you, someone who sees the real person that you are, the one who is uh, scared, uh, ineffective, insecure, worried about things in life. You, you try to hide that so you look strong. And I remember when I first started preaching, uh, I was a young preacher and the old preachers were teaching me. And there was this one preacher uh, who was, you know, mentoring me and analyzing what I shared the night before. And 
I sat with him and he said, Donald? I said, what's that, sir? Because that's how you said it to him. Uh, he, said, uh, he said, Donald, he goes, when you, you preach, you, you talk too much about the mistakes you make. And I looked at him, I said, oh, what do you mean? He said, you need to show a strong front to people, a confident front to people, a front that people can, can rely on. I said, well, here's the way I figure it. I won't say his name. Here's how, here's how I figure it, Pastor. I said, if I tell people about my stake, mistakes, when I make one, they won't be surprised. I'm not afraid to talk about my mistakes. It's not fun. I don't like it. It doesn't feel good. And I don't always. Sometimes I avoid it. I'll be honest. But that fear of rejection, fear of someone seeing exactly who you are. If you give into that, you will go into hiding. And you will live this life in, a, in this little world, inside your brain, inside your heart, that you won't, no one really will know. Some people will know, but then you'll never really talk about it, and they'll never talk to you about it, and you will stay in that cell, that jail cell, for a long time. I don't want you to stay there. I want you to break free. I want you to get out of there. You know, this, this, the whole goal, the whole goal is to be free. Now, maybe you're sitting there right now. Maybe you're sitting there right now. I just keep getting this picture in my mind, you know, of, 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 of Genesis chapter 3. After Adam and Eve, they ate of the tree. It says they were hiding. They were hiding. And that verse that, that, uh, that uh, Pastor Dave said, he, that verse, he, he, he said, you know, God was walking in the cool of the evening. He was calling out the voice. Adam, Eve, where are you? And Adam and Eve were hiding. They were afraid to come out and face God. Face the truth about what they did. They were afraid. Now, God knew where they were. He's such a good God. He's so good. He doesn't just walk over to the bush and pull them out, point his finger. Look at that. I can't believe. Can you believe what you did? Get out of the garden. I'm sure that's not what happened. Matter of fact, I know that's not what happened. We'll talk about that in March. But they were afraid to step out in the open and be seen as for who they are. The shame to be seen by God. The shame to be seen by others. We know how that is. We know that feeling and we avoid it. We avoid it like the coronavirus. You heard about the, the guy when he came home from work, you know? His wife was in the kitchen, just pouring out all his beer. And he's like, what are you doing? She goes, I don't want this virus in this place. Never mind. Let me just share a few thoughts on the pathway that brings you that way. First, it's, it starts with rationalizing away the disobedience and failure. I was keeping the sheep. I was keeping the king to sacrifice to the Lord. He rationalized the reason he did it. He rationalized it away. I was tired. That's why I blew up at you, honey. 
There's no excuse. There's no excuse. Stop making excuses. That's the second part of that. The second thing is we, we make excuses about, um, that's the signal. We make excuses for our disobedience instead of facing the truth. And the truth is your behavior was wrong. The truth is your insecurities came out and you did blah, 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 blah. The truth is you failed. Face it. Deal with it. Stop hiding it. Stop making excuses. Because when you do, you go into hiding. You know, when I, when I was in computers, I was in application design, and my job was to build a lot of the interfaces that people was to, were to use the software. So mine was always like what the screen looked like, how to manipulate the data. Well, that's what I did. And, you know, I used to work really hard. Like, I mean, it's hard work. And so, like, I would develop the, you know, they would develop the software and I would build the interface and, you know, the colors and everything to make the screen look really nice and all that stuff. And then I would present it. Worst thing in the world, presenting. That's the worst thing. So here you go. You sit your boss in front of the computer. You sit, you know, your team in front of the computer. And the first thing they do is like, where's this? And you're like, oh, it's right there. Well, how come you can't do this? Why, well, why is it that color? You know, and they're like, they're, they're just like pounding on everything you just worked on. And your first thought, I, I, I learned quickly after about, I don't know, the first four projects, I learned just, excuse me if I could say this, just shut up and let them talk. If they don't see something on the screen, even though it's there, that's my fault. Like, I didn't do it right. It means they're not seeing it correctly. You know, but that's like kind of personal, like, because I worked hard at this. And, and, and so at first I used to make excuses. No, I did it this way so you could, and I'm bringing them into my thinking, which is not the right thinking because I'm not the one who's going to have to use the software. So when like you're sitting there with someone who you hurt or you did wrong and they begin to tell you things that you did wrong and you start defending yourself, you're going into hiding. Stop making excuses. Oftentimes, you know, if I do something wrong, it's usually, you know, when I'm hanging out with Carol, and Carol will tell me I did something wrong. She's okay. She's mad at me now because she thinks she's wonderful. I love this girl. It's me that's the problem, you know? <laughs> but you never have a way where you go to someone, you say, hey, I'm so sorry for doing that. And they say, yeah, it's okay. And I usually, my response is usually, no, it wasn't okay. It was absolutely wrong. It's not okay for me to do that to you. It's wrong. I know that they're just trying to be nice, but it's not. It's wrong. You need to deal with it. You need to face it. You need to let it hit you. You need to let it absorb inside you. You know, or, or let's, say, let's say something, somebody, some, you have like a past trauma. You don't want to talk about it. It comes to you, and every time someone starts bringing it up, you're like, I don't really feel like talking about that. Or, or you know, you kind of, well, it's just, that was in the past. I just forget the past and move on. Yeah? Have you actually dealt with it? Have you actually got resolution from it? I know that one of my friends, like, he hurt me badly, and it took me, I'm telling you, six months you know, anger, everything inside me. Now, I was dealing with it. I, I was struggling with it. 
And, and, I, and I was just having trouble overcoming it. But it was on my mind all the time and it was bothering me and until one day I was in a worship service and God spoke to me and he said, Donald? See, now he's like, Bleh! what? Whatever, God, whatever, I'll take it. He said, Donald, relationships are more important than hurts. I'm like, ooh, God, that's so good. What you're saying to me is all this anger I have, that's so nothing compared to having a good relationship with somebody. I got set free that day because I laid down that anger. I didn't sit there and say to God, well, God, you, did, you, you know what he did? And started explaining to God what he did to me, you know? Because usually, by the way, when you do that to God, you know what he says to you? First of all, he usually just is quiet. But I can hear what's in his mind. He's like, yeah, you remember what you did to me and I died for you. He doesn't say it out loud. Are you dealing with these things? Or are you hiding? Are you in suffering? You know, finally, there's, there's, this, there's this last part, and, it's, and, and Saul did this, this false repentance and desire for the honor of men rather than the honor of God. He said, please, you know, yes, I've sinned, of course I've sinned, but the more important thing is that you come with me and I do the sacrifice so that I can be honored in front of people. See, he's not dealing with the problem. He's not dealing with what he did wrong. He's more worried about what people think. And I said I wasn't going to run around today, so I'll be quiet. I won't run too far. You know, you're hearing the truth coming from maybe some of the, one of the singers or someone's sharing a word, and you get it. It's, it's right there. You know it's for you. You know, there's, there's a prayer team right over there. You come down and get prayed for. You need prayer. You know, come on down. You know, and, and, and you, you, you're, yeah, God, I can do it here. You know that, God. I can do it right here. I don't have to come down front, you know, and let everybody know that I need prayer. I'll do it right here, God, because I know I can talk to you. Are you hearing what you're doing? You're hearing what you're doing. Hungry people will do anything to get food. Come on. Hungry people will steal. I know I was talking to my friend, and he was living down in, uh, was it Venezuela? You know, Venezuela is like a mess. You know, and he was very honest with me, and I, I can't disagree. He goes, because down there, you know, people are stealing. Like, they'll, you know, and he said to me, he goes, Donald, I don't know. He goes, if my family was starving, and I had no way of getting food, he goes, it's a good chance I might go stealing for food too. How hungry are you to hear and be touched and face everything in front of God? How hungry are you? You know the, the sinner, you know the story of the sinner who like stood afar from, from the Lord and he beat his chest. God, I don't even deserve to come up close to you, Lord. I'm a, I'm a sinner, Lord God. Maybe, maybe you won't even come near me. Maybe, God, but I need your forgiveness. He's banging his chest, it says. He was getting free. Meanwhile, you got the priest down in the corner who knows exactly the, the length of, he's supposed to put his hands up. He knows how to look, you know. And he's like, oh God, I know I'm right with you. God's been speaking to him about truth and he's not hearing it. I'm glad I'm not like those guys over there. How hungry are you to be free? You say really hungry. Yeah, l- l- let's just ask ourselves a question. You know, the Egyptians, 
right? We're, we're, we're over the Israelites in slavery for many years. Many years, right? And, and, and Moses comes and says, God, it's time. God has said it's time that you get set free. How long did it take them? How many miracles did it take them to finally realize that they, are, they can be free? Ask them the day that Moses walked into town, are you, are you hungry to be free? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Why are you worried about what you look like in front of other people when you're bound inside and hiding? What's more important, being free or being seen as free? That's what it was all about with Saul. Last thought, and then and I'll, and I'll, and I'll stop soon. <laughs> you know, it's funny because it just reminds me of a story in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, the people got delivered out of Egypt, right? And God brought them to the mountain. He brought them to himself, right? And he brought them to himself, and he said, he, he said that his desire for Israel was for them to be a royal priesthood, a holy nation, like a royal priesthood. So his desire for for Israel is that everyone in Israel was to be a royal priest. A royal priest was able to go into the holies of holies and meet with God face to face. His desire is that every person could do that. What's the first thing that happened when they were on the mountain? One of the first things that happened is Moses comes down and it says the people were afraid of God, afraid to be face to face with God. So they said, Moses, you speak to God and then you tell us what God said. Their very fear diminished who God wanted them to be. When you go into hiding, it diminishes who God wants you to be. That's why I believe that Saul says, Samuel said to Saul, "Why do you think? Why are you thinking so? Why do you think you're so little?" I want you to be set free. I want you to rise up and become the people that God wants you to be. I want you to be so free. That you laugh in the face of insecurities. You laugh in the face of who you are. You, you know, you're like, yeah, that's me, whatever. I'm trying to get better, but that's me. Yep, I made that mistake. I'm the first one to admit it. See, there is a way out. There is a way out. If you're hiding, there is a way out. And the way out isn't, you know, isn't through excuses. If you're hiding something, if you've, if you've been in a, you know, something inside, you haven't told anybody about it. You know, maybe, maybe, it's, maybe you was cheating on your spouse and you've not told anyone, not one person. I, I, I pray for you. Not that it'll all get exposed, but that you'll get set free. Because you're carrying a burden that you need help with. Or, you know, you've been fudging the numbers in, in your business and, and you, you know, you're hiding that. That's a burden you're carrying. You're not free. You're holding on to something that you're ashamed of and you, you haven't told anybody about it. You're in, a, you're in a jail. God wants to set you free. 
He wants you out of that place. Maybe God's been trying to tell you something for a long time. You just haven't been willing to step into the light. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. It's out of 1 John, I believe, or yeah, 1 John, I think. So how we're going to close is this. We're going to talk about the way to freedom, you know, the way to... Uh, yeah, freedom and revelation. We're going to talk about that in a couple of weeks, but I can't leave you here. I want to try to help you. So I want to try to do something, and, and it's just a little exercise, because we're going to be doing some exercises, like not exercises. <laughs> that will be like Thursday nights. But uh, some, maybe some, you know, inside exercises. So I'm going to ask that you, I'm going to just kind of walk through this, 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 uh, this scripture And I just want you to close your eyes and just kind of like let it saturate you. See, because the difference, and and I'll just give you this and and we're dealing with it next week. The difference is, you know, that's the way Saul reacted. Well, David, he murdered people. He was hiding all that. And the same thing happened to David as happened to Saul. A prophet came and confronted him. But his reaction was so different from Saul. And that's why Saul lost the kingdom while David was the apple of God's eye. A man after my own heart, he said to David. He said about David, who was a murderer and an adulterer. But I believe David was very real about who he was. There was no pretense so if you just bow your heads and close your eyes and maybe the holy spirit is kind of already speaking to you about things you need to face i'm just gonna walk through some verses yeah have mercy on me O god because of your unfailing love because you have great compassion O god forgive me of my sin forgive me of my hiding forgive me of my unwillingness to face you to face the truth wash me god wash me clean i need your mercy god wash me lord god forgive me have mercy lord wash me lord purify me from my lack of courage purify me from my disobedience purify me lord god from my sin i recognize my rebellion lord i recognize that I am stubborn and I've been afraid and unwilling. Lord, this, this, is, this has been haunting me day and night, God, and, and I, I'm sorry about my rebellion. And so, Lord, I, I stand before you now and I say, Lord, against you, against you have I sinned. It is you that I've done wrong. Lord, And so, Lord God, I stand before you, Lord, and I I stand before you in judgment, Lord, and you, because you're the just judge. So judge me, Lord God. Search me, Lord. See if there be any wicked way within me, Lord. Lead me to the path of the living. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Take not your Holy Spirit from me, God. Wash me clean, O God. 
Purify me, Lord. I, I need to be honest. I need to be whole. Help me to face the truth. Help me to face those I've hurt. Help me to face those I've cheated. Help me to face those, Lord God, that I've done wrong with. Help me to humble myself before them and be honest and and be real. Because I know, Lord God, when you wash me clean, I know you won't take me away from your presence. I know that you'll restore me, Lord God. Take my eyes, Lord God, off the consequences of the fear of those consequences. Keep me focused upon the truth that I'm supposed to follow 